You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model, and you can check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. Today is Thanksgiving, and I want to start this episode by thanking my patrons, Tevin, Matthew, John V, Jim, Riker, Not a Golfer, Rayshon, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havianas Fan, Austin, Joe, and DL. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for all of you patrons and all of you who tune in and listen to the podcast every week or whenever you can, catching up on episodes here and there. Whatever your style is, um, you're appreciated. You're part of this community and... Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving <laughs> here in the United States anyway. If you are outside of the United States or if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then I just hope you have a really fabulous Thursday. <laughs> um, so in today's episode, I'm going to read an, a couple of emails and um, give you some updates. The first update is that um, I had... A fiasco with my car last week, uh, last Saturday, and I recorded um, like a story and put it on the Patreon for the patrons about having my tow um, car towed and meeting a tow truck driver who is like super cool and actually ha is he's a mechanic too and he has a bunch of old Chevy pickup trucks and access to a lot of other cool vehicles that he's like yeah you can come over and pump my Chevys and stuff and he actually prefers carbureted cars so he's I've never talked to anyone who's done this or even knew that this was possible but he's converted fuel injected trucks into carbureted because he prefers them and we had a long talk on the drive home where he was like filling me on like how how to do that I had so many questions for him anyway I wanted to tell you that my car is fine now um, I got it back from the shop and I'm back on the road so that's all good news and um my my tow truck driver has sent me he's been texting me photos of different vehicles either his vehicles or ones that are like, um, you know, that he has access to through friends or different means. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to put some of those on Patreon, maybe not today on Thanksgiving, because after I record this, I'm going to head off for the big family feast. But um, I'd love to show you guys some of the cars that I may have an opportunity to um, drive or crank or who knows? Who knows what exactly will happen? Um, so let's take a quick break and then I'll get into emails. All right, back from the break. A uh, couple other little news bits, things I wanted to share with you. I am trying out Reddit. We'll see how it goes. I joined Reddit like a year ago and found it to be really off-putting and deleted the app off of my phone and recently with a lot of encouragement from a friend, I um, have decided to try it again. I'm kind of apprehensive. We'll see. But if you're on Reddit, um, find me on there. It'd be nice to have some familiar faces and, um, I don't know, maybe a better experience this time around. Maybe I'll stick around if it's if it's better than last time. Um, 
And I think Reddit maybe has a little bit of a learning curve or it's a little different than other social media with like the karma points and stuff. I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out. But anyway, if you have tips on Reddit for me, let me know. Um, I, I would like to, you know, be proficient. Uh, also, I am going to head back to Hawaii, I believe, next month for a little bit. I'm not really sure exactly how long I'll be there or if I'll be there, but that's kind of the idea that I have in mind and I'll be getting rid of the Jeep and the Toyota Corolla. So if you have any custom requests, please let me know soon because I've migrated my shoe collection back to California and I will, um, if you have any like specific shoes that you'd like me to do any customs in, please let me know before I fly out to Hawaii so I can have those packed and with me. I'm going to have very limited footwear on my next trip out to Hawaii. So uh, that's a little bit of news. And then also yesterday I was picking up, um, like Thanksgiving table, like center piece, like flower arrangements. Um, and in the parking lot, I met this really cool woman with a 1965 Mustang and we chatted for a long time. I showed her a picture of my Jeep and, um, we talked a little bit about car trouble. Her Mustang is her daily driver, and she says it's mostly reliable, but sometimes gives her trouble on cold mornings when it doesn't want to start. So that was a really fun conversation. We didn't exchange um, like contact info, but I imagine I will see her around because not everyone drives cool 1965 Mustangs. So I know I'll I'll see her uh, or I'll spot her if I see her. Um, all right, let's get into some emails. This one is from a listener who says pedal boards are essentially for musicians. The guitarists use them to change keys and tones on their instruments. You should consider just buying pedal boards for video games. A lot of them have the three pedals for the clutch, brake, and gas. It would probably save you money for a custom build. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm using the term pedal board correctly I'm kind of coining that term or creating that term because it's a gas pedal uh, mounted on a board <laughs> so it's like a descriptive term it's a pedal on a board pedal board I've heard other people call it cockboard um, I'm, I'm I think there may be other terms for it um, but that's kind of I either call it a pedal board or the contraption um, and yeah, I think they're wah-wah pedals. Isn't that what they're called for guitarists, like electric guitars, uh, like a wah-wah pedal? You know, another cool musical pedal that I don't think we've ever really talked about here on the podcast is like a bass drum. And I would love that because it's a pedal that would make a lot of noise, you know, like you step on the pedal and it bangs on the drum. I think I would just go to town and have a great time. I, I wanted to play the drums as a kid. I had an interest in that, but my parents didn't think that was a great idea to buy me a drum kit. So <laughs> I never learned to play the drums, but I, um, I love, um, I love women drummers. I just, I think it's so hot to see chicks just like beating drums. <laughs> It's cool when guys do it too, but I don't know. I just, there's something about women playing the drums that just gets me going. So, um, and as far as buying a pedal board for video games, I am not really a gamer. I would say like I sort of stopped 
my like the end of my gaming days ended with um uh, Neo Geo Samurai Showdown. I actually have the Neo Geo system <laughs> and Samurai Showdown game. But um, I used to play, before that, I used to play Street Fighter 2. And then before that, it was like Centipede and Donkey Kong and Space Invaders and that sort of thing. And then um, kind of when video games became more realistic and like really involved kind of like monopoly where it just goes on and on and on like that kind of role player game um i sort of lost interest i, I also played a lot of mario kart back in the day on nintendo or playstation was it playstation um i kind of like games that are over like you play and then you lose and then you the game's over and you either start again or you take a break long games like golf um <laughs> in real life or even long video games kind of lose my attention so anyway um i don't know anything about pedal boards for video games um i'm intrigued i love the idea of a clutch that's really cool um as far as saving me money I am very lucky that Rocketman has been incredibly generous donating both his time and money to create the pedal board that he sent me. So um, I'm, you know, I'm very spoiled. <laughs> but I do appreciate you looking out and um, I'd be curious to know more. Um, maybe you can send me a link to like pedal boards video game pedal boards where I can look at them online or something because I have no idea um I I know nothing about the topic so educate me please um so I've got another couple emails from the same listener uh a new listener a different listener but these next two are from the same person and uh, he wishes to remain anonymous and the first one says, one of my favorite movie pedal pumping scenes of all time was from the first Elvira movie where she floored the floor mounted gas pedal of the Thunderbird at the beginning of the movie. The other day I found out that it was not Elvira, Cassandra Peterson, who floored the gas pedal, but rather a stand in an ex-girlfriend of Jerry Seinfeld who did the flooring. All these years I thought it was Elvira, but in fact it wasn't. This does not detract from my enjoyment of the scene, but I found the truth. I found out the truth while reading Cassandra Peterson's autobiography. As I mentioned in a previous email to which you referenced in a recent podcast, I have been addicted to this for over 70 years and don't see a bright future unless you and your followers can keep it alive. With the adv advent of all electric cars, glorified golf carts, cranking, my favorite genre, will come to an end and there will be no more gas pedals. Accelerators, which I find to be a benign word with many different meanings, will be the term to describe the operating pedal of all the of the vehicles. So much of what made pedal pumping great in the past will have been lost. Fortunately, I don't expect to be around when electric cars become mandatory, but for younger people who enjoyed carbureted cars, cranking, and other aspects which are disappearing, it will be up to you to keep pedal pumping alive. And then, okay, so uh, maybe I'll comment, comment on this. And then there's another email from the same person. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, from time to time, we talk about like favorite pedal pumping scenes and TV and movies. And I think that that maybe is what this was referring to. It's interesting that um, 
Cassandra Peterson as Elvira had like a body double or, you know, a stunt double to do the pedal shot. That's really interesting. And one of Jerry Seinfeld's ex-girlfriends, that's even kind of more, I don't know, I guess keep it in the family, but um, it's, yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't imagine that, that an actor would need someone to, to step in, so to speak, and do the pedal shot, but I haven't seen that movie. Um, I love that you read her autobiography. I've been on this uh, tear recently listening to audiobooks, um, autobiographies by women, and so maybe I'll, if you think Cassandra Peterson's autobiography is good, maybe I'll, I'll buy it and listen to that too. I just this morning finished um, uh, Brianna um, Scurry's autobiography, which was fantastic. If you don't know, Brianna Scurry was, um, she's like a multiple gold medal Olympian and World Cup champion, and she was the goalie for women's soccer and just uh, an amazing human being as well. And then I also read um, an autobiography by Julissa Arce, um, which was also just an mind-blowing story. So <laughs> kind of on a side note, um, yeah, I've been really enjoying the autobiographies of women and I encourage everyone to listen to women's stories. There's a lot there to there's a lot there to take in. So, um, yeah. And I, you know, have to agree. I think that there is going to come a time when cranking in particular kind of, um, peters out because of the way vehicles, um, you know, the, the future of electric cars and all of that, but like I said, I met this tow truck driver who, you know, converts his fuel injected vehicles into carbureted vehicles. And as long as you can buy carburetors and there's young guys that are and, and gals that are willing to, um, you know, I think there's I think it might be kind of like a very um, kind of minority community. But I I do kind of think it'll it'll stick around longer than you might think. Um, I, I, I wonder if there's something about pedals that is almost like in our DNA, you know, all the way back to like weaving loom pedals. It's like, there's something I know guys who have never, ever seen, like have no personal direct experience with car cranking and have a major car cranking fetish. So it's like even the kind of thing that even if you never actually personally experienced, like you didn't, you weren't alive in that time of like where, you know, it was common to have carbureted cars and to flood and crank them and things like that. There's something about it that like, whether you see it on TV or a video or even just imagined there's um, somebody I know who, and I'm not sure if I should mention his name on the podcast um, in this context or not, so I won't um, unless he gives me permission, but there's somebody that I'm thinking of who, um, as a child, would always like hope and fantasize that cars wouldn't start 
not because he had ever experienced anything like that, or I don't know if he'd ever seen something like that on television, but he just had these persistent um, kind of erotic fantasies throughout childhood of like wanting to see, you know, particularly women drivers um, not being able to start their cars. And so where does that come from? It almost feels like it's something beyond the cars themselves, like it's something organic inside um, a person, this desire to experience cranking, this desire to experience the thrill of pedal pumping. So perhaps I'm a little bit more hopeful than you are. Um, I do agree that like cars are kind of going down the tubes in terms of the like cranking genre. You're right. You're right about that. But I do think that despite being perhaps a minority community, we, we can still keep it going. Um, I think there's enough interest out there. I mean, it's definitely sought after in terms of like online um, content, you know, fetish content. People love cranking. So I'm hopeful that at least I'll be able to keep it alive along with the community. I I'm actually kind of, I was going to mention this earlier and then I decided, oh, maybe I'm not ready to come out and say this, but I think I will now that we're talking about it, um, kind of as an attempt to reassure you a little bit. I've been thinking about buying another classic car, um, you know, something carbureted, something old and carbureted and I'm thinking, or even like something old and fuel injected and then having my tow truck friend, um, maybe, you know, I can have him convert it. He says it's really not that hard to do. I mean, I'm sure it would be hard for me to do, but he says it's really pretty basic. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking about buying something else, maybe something American. I don't know. So I was going to ask the listeners if, if I were to buy a car for pedal pumping, um, what, what kind of car would you like to see me buy? Maybe you know, not the exact make and model, but if you have a, a make that you like or a style of car like, you know, uh, sedans or station wagons or trucks or whatever, um, and then like, you know, American or German or Japanese or whatever kind of brand, I mean, you know, um, origin, country of origin, um, it, it's with old cars, it's kind of like hard to just you know, pick them off the shelf. Like we all have our kind of dream cars, but I may not be able to purchase whatever I want, but I can, I can, I, I just want to start looking and kind of pricing stuff and seeing what's out there. Um, all right. Next email, uh, from the same, from the same listener that sent the other one about Elvira. This is says confessions of a pedal file, a 70 plus year reminiscence. I'm not sure how it began, but I have early memories of a treadle-type sewing machine and pink loafers my grandmother owned. I'm not sure if I saw my grandmother working the treadle with the pink loafers. This might be why I thought in my early years, around five, that a person should wear loafers while operating a car and stepping on the gas pedal. This is something I thought I would outgrow once I got my driver's license. However, it has only intensified over the years. Until the advent of the internet, I thought I was the only person in the universe with this type of fetish. For me, the fetish of loafers on the gas pedal evolved to any sexy shoe pumping the gas pedal. 
Almost from the beginning, it involved women wearing sexy shoes, preferably calfskin or patent leather, but not suede or sneakers. Since those shoes had to be right for the pedal pumping, I used to look through women's fashion magazines like the Sears catalog to imagine what it would be like to see a woman pumping the gas pedal wearing those shoes. Without actually seeing them in action, I had to do a lot of fantasizing over the years. For me, wearing the correct shoes had to be part of the experience. Because the fantasy was not available on a daily basis, I used to hope that I could glimpse pedal pumping in various movies or TV programs. Over the years, I was able to make a list of great scenes from various movies seen on TV or in the theater. The highlights of each year were the auto shows that came to town. Many years, I would go to the show and on opening weekend and again on the closing weekend. Once at the show, I would become a voyeur and watch women get into cars and invariably start pumping the gas pedals. Convertibles with the top down provided an easy view, but sometimes I would hop into the back seat of a car with a woman in the driver's seat to get a better view. One thing I noticed at many of the shows was that a model sitting in the driver's seat of a car on a turntable usually never had her foot on the gas pedal. I often wondered whether they were told not to put their fat on, foot on the gas pedal. I only saw one model with her foot on the gas pedal. A lot of great auto show action took place at the annual New York Auto Show in New York City. I went to college in the New York area, so made it a point to take advantage of the situation. In the early 60s, cruise control was being introduced into vehicles. At one show, cruise control was being introduced by Chrysler and Chevrolet. Both companies had open driving simulators, which showed the engine in the front and a seat for the driver. The Chevy model wore black suede boots and the Chrysler driver wore high heels. They would press down on the gas pedal to reach the desired speed, set the cruise control, and then floor the gas pedals to activate the kick-down mechanisms. It was always awesome to watch these displays. At many of the auto shows during the 50s and 60s, there were many opportunities to acquire brochures which graphically displayed a woman's foot on the gas or brake pedals. When I went to college, I used to go into the stacks at the library and search Time and Life magazines from the late 1930s and early 1940s, which showed ads of cars from the period. This is the period when automatic transmissions were being introduced. With the elimination of the clutch pedal, the woman could keep their foot on the gas pedal and not have to worry about shifting. Some awesome pictures appeared during this period. For me, the golden age of pedal pumping was from 1940 to 1970. The main reasons for this were carbureted engines, floor-mounted gas pedals, and bench seats. Once these disappeared, my interest became less intense. Fortunately, the interest has been able to keep, to keep it alive vicariously. With carbureted vehicles, a woman would have to pump the gas pedal at least once to start the car. If she pumped too much, she could flood the engine, and further pumping could make the situation even worse. At this point, she would have to floor the gas pedal to start the car. When entering the car, a woman's natural instinct was to place her foot on the gas pedal in order to start the car. Today, most cars require the woman to press the brake pedal when starting the car. Boo! In the early 1960s, car manufacturers began to eliminate the floor-mounted gas pedals in favor of suspended ones, which I did not like. It was not the phallic nature of the floor-mounted gas pedals with the rod under the pedal going through the hole in the floorboards that I liked, but rather that the pedal looked like it had been chopped off. 
When I had to buy a new car last summer, the only criteria I had was that it had to have a floor-mounted gas pedal. Fortunately, many of the foreign car manufacturers have continued to make cars with floor-mounted gas pedals, even though they don't impact the starting or driving process. Another disappointment to me is the disappearance of bench seats in favor of bucket seats. In the past, there could be an interchange between driver and passenger. Sometimes in the past, when I was driving, my wife would reach over with her foot and press the gas pedal. Interchanges like this could be exciting, but in today's cars are impossible. It also eliminates the ability of the passenger to get a good view of the driver's foot on the gas pedal. In addition to gas pedal pumping in cars, I can also get aroused by pedal pumping on pianos, organs, sewing machines, and looms. I can also get aroused by hearing a woman's voice talking about pedal pumping. When reading the word gas pedal in a book or literature, I can also become aroused. Accelerator is too bland a word, not only for the way it sounds, but also because it describes things besides pedals. I've read articles about women drivers in newspapers and magazines, which mention pumping the gas pedal, flooring the gas pedal. Sometimes in bookstores, I've even picked up... What was that sound? Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sometimes in bookstores, I've picked up books and skimmed through them to see if they have references to a woman's foot on the gas pedal. If so, I often find it arousing. As far as cars and gas pedals are concerned, I feel the fetish will be coming to an end. With the advent of electric vehicles, automobiles will be nothing more than glorified golf carts. No more pedal pumping will be needed. The past was great, but the future remains bleak unless people are willing to step up, no pun intended, uh, sorry, to step forward, no pun intended, and archive the best stories, movies, pictures, and videos of the past. Okay, sorry about that weird sound interruption. I don't know what that was. Um, so yeah, lots for me to say. First of all, I love that you love loafers. I don't know what it is. But I love like penny loafer shoes for women. I love them. I had a pair of, um, I know you said you're not into suede, but I had a pair of like navy blue suede loafers when I was in high school and I loved them. And um, yeah, and I love loafers with like a big chunky heel. I don't know why. It's just, it's just a weird thing that I, that I'm into. So um, the fact that your grandma had pink loafers and you were like pink loafers or loafers are what you pump pedals with, whether it's a treadle pedal or a car pedal. <laughs> it's so cute how kids make certain weird associations. And then they like, like when I was a child, I associated the word purpose with the word and the color purple, I guess, because it kind of sounds similar. So purpose and purple in my mind were somehow connected, kind of like loafers and petals are connected in your mind. It just, it's a random thing. Kids like pick up on stuff and then make associations. Um, so I think that it's so cool that with the internet, you realize like there's this whole community of people into pedal pumping. You must have felt really strange all those years to think that you were the only person with this kind of a fetish. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know more about your experience of that. That's, I mean, the, the internet can be used for good and for evil, but I do feel like one of the great things about the internet is it's allowed people in like invisible communities to find each other, right? And like form 
communities online and bonds and connections. I think it's it's so great. Um, so many communities of people that were previously invisible now have visibility because of the internet. It's pretty. It's a pretty powerful thing. Um, so yeah, I just love the loafers. So I'm gonna go back through the email here, um, and yeah, I agree. Correct shoes are important. I feel like, um, I also feel like the suspended gas pedals are not as desirable as a floor mounted pedal. There's something about that big pedal that I just find kind of alluring and sexy. I think it's the fact that it hinges at the floor. There's something about that, that I, I like kind of like sewing pedals, right? Like, a they, they kind of hint the, there's a hinge feeling rather than pressing down on a suspended pedal in a car. Um, okay. So you I love that you went to all these cool car shows. That's amazing. And the ads, um, a lot of the pictures, um, I think you've sent me before, but I've also, since I've been on Pinterest, there's a lot of like images of old car ads and things and shoe ads on Pinterest, which is really fun to look at. Um, and the, and talking about the natural instinct to place the foot on the gas pedal. So sometimes I actually do that in some cars. Um, sometimes I do that in my BMW when I first get in, I, you know, because I have the Jeep, um, my old, my carbureted Jeep. Um, and I think also just from doing pedal pumping content, I, I don't know, like I, I find that sometimes my foot will, when I get in the car, my foot will rest on the gas pedal. And then I realize, like when I turn the car on, of course I have to, in the BMW, I have to put it on the brake in order to start it. My 1992 Jeep that I have in Hawaii does not have that requirement. I can start it and pump the pedal as I'm starting it. So that's really cool. Um, I'm, yeah, I really enjoy being able to do that. Um, and you're right. Like, Porsche and BMW still have the floor mounted. I don't know about Japanese. You said many of the four foreign car manufacturers have continued to make cars with floor mounted gas pedals. I don't know about Japanese cars, but I know like a lot of German cars still have the floor mounted gas pedal. Um, and I agree with you 100% on bench seats. I just feel like it gives such a great view and you know, I think the whole like um, bucket seat thing partly is like about safety and it's partly about like, you know, aligning you up to your airbag and um, also people, I feel like want more, I don't know, privacy, more like it's kind of feels like you're more cocoon cocooned in your space or something. But I, I have very fond memories of bench seats in cars where you know like as kids we'd scramble around the seats or when you're a little older you can kind of slide up next to the person that you that you want to you know be with and um there are some cars like I would say from maybe the 70s and 80s that have bucket seats with good views from the passenger seat um but yeah those bench seats there's nothing that beats a bench seat in my book. Um, and also, you were talking about just 
becoming like arousal from words and that the word for example accelerator is not arousing but gas pedal um that you find reading or hearing people talking about words like gas pedal pumping the gas pedal flooring the gas pedal that that's that's arousing and I noticed that I was feeling that when I was talking to that gal about her Mustang um, and also the tow truck driver, the word carburetor, like talking about carburetors and talking about um, gas pedals, um, pumping the pedal. I agree, but I would also toss into that talking about or hearing people talk about carburetors. It's almost like um, because I primarily uh, talk about gas pedals and pumping pedals and things like that in the context of the fetish that when somebody brings it up in a non-fetish context, I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) almost like, um, you know, like something, something slipping out, like it's something sexy that I don't know. Um, so I can relate to that actually. I, I kind of feel the same way when, when discussing or hearing other people discussing pedal pumping in a non-fetish context it kind of is like it's like thrilling you know what I mean it's like ooh. Um, so yeah I agree I agree with you on the bench seats I agree with you on the carbureted engines um, tow truck guy and I were talking about how you can really hear um, like the engine firing, you know, and there's like this like rhythmic rumbling that happens um, that you don't really get in newer cars and how, um, yeah, the carbureted engine just, it sounds, it just sounds so different and um, frankly more enjoyable. Um, <laughs> we were actually both um, talking about how we don't, well, in the Jeep, I don't have a radio. And people always say like, oh, you could have a Bluetooth speaker. I'm like, no, I don't need a speaker. I just want to listen to the engine. <laughs> and um, and he was kind of saying the same thing. He's like, yeah, I just like to listen to the engine of my <laughs> trucks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on, on this. I do think that we're going to keep it alive. We're going to keep the fetish alive, but it's going to be more and more of a probably more of a thing that you experience um, like through online content or through like in the context of the fetish versus just being out in a parking lot or you know just be your neighbor like trying to start her car in the morning like that's probably gonna happen very infrequently unless you know you happen to have a neighbor who has a classic car or something um, but yeah as we move forward with um, car technology, we're not going to experience this kind of stuff out in the wild as frequently. You know, it used to be, I think, that it was everywhere, right? And and like you said, in the glory days of pedal pumping, but now it's kind of this special reserved thing. So yeah, I want to keep it alive. That's another reason why I think we should... um, Continue to share stories, like you said, archive things, um, and stay strong as a community. I also think that there is a lot, as like classic cars, or you know, as car technology is is changing and cars as we know it are disappearing. 
there is like a really strong movement to um to for people to buy and collect classic cars so even cars that were not really considered collectors or like had really no market demand in the past are now being sold for tens of thousands of dollars um it's it's wild like the price that these old cars are fetching and i think part of it is that people whether or not they have pedal pumping fetish they want to hang on to the old technology and those you know classic cars the sounds the smells of you know old cars just there's something really um there's something special about it i think we all kind of know that except maybe if you're you know just just turned 18 this year you know and you were you were born in like 2004 maybe you don't have um some of the the memories that us older folks have um with cars and pedal pumping but anyway I want to say thank you for writing in and I I feel like in your 70 plus years of having a pedal pumping fetish that you you are bound to have so many thrilling and exciting stories um and you you know the 1950s there's a book that an audiobook that I read called Fins and it was all about the um GM uh designers who actually I think were kind of the people behind the fins um the the trend that caught on um and anyway it's just very cool that you were like a college student in that era and um like when you were a college student you could just go into the library and get magazines from the 30s and 40s I mean that is just so rad <laughs> so cool so please um I want to invite you especially to um email me with your stories and thoughts about pedal pumping and actually everybody out there who's listening if you have an email you'd like to send me please go ahead and do it this is if you're waiting for like a a sign this is your sign mimifootnip at gmail.com is my email I'd love to hear from you I may um, not respond to your email right away but I will read it on the podcast unless for some reason when I go to click on it it says it's been deleted don't delete your emails to me because <laughs> um, I never delete them I never delete my emails um, so yeah mimifootnip at gmail.com email me email me your stories your questions your point of view your suggestions what you think about maybe the next car that I buy what should I get um, I'm curious also if um, you know this this um, person said that he gets aroused by pianos organs sewing machines and looms which are other kinds of pedals and I was mentioning the bass drum we talked about video game pedals and wah-wah pedals um, I'm wondering if if the pedal is connected to some sort of mechanical machine or like makes noise if that's in, more more interesting or more sexy versus like oh like a garbage can pedal or something you know that doesn't have any um, like motor or anything like that attached to it or like a drinking fountain I guess a drinking fountain kind of does have a a motor that would make the water come out but um 
kind of like some more mundane types of pedals that we step on, you know, in daily life. It's just interesting. My whole relationship to pedals has completely changed. Even the word pedal, <laughs> um, even without the word gas, the, the prefix gas, just pedal. Um, I noticed that like my ears kind of perk up in a, in a different way than they, than they used to. I feel so grateful on this Thanksgiving day. I feel so deeply, deeply grateful to be a part of this community and to have discovered puddle pumping. Sometimes I feel twinge of regret that I didn't, you know, discover this when I was a high school student um, or in my early 20s. But I'm so glad I'm here now. I can't imagine my life without pedal pumping. I'm so grateful. And uh, you guys have a really, really wonderful holiday if you celebrate. If you don't, just have a really wonderful weekend. Enjoy some pedal pumping because it's part of keeping pedal pumping alive. <laughs> it's your duty. <laughs> it's our obligation to go out and enjoy some pedal pumping this weekend, whether you're out in the wild enjoying pedal pumping or you get into your car and you pump the pedal a few times or you enjoy some videos in the privacy of your own home. But however you do it, enjoy the fetish and I'll see you guys back here again next week at same place same time thank you so much bye